How are you guys doing? <coughs> um, I'm spectacular. I'm battling a little cold, but oh no, you know, it just adds it adds to the the essence. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> makes how, the episode a little a little different. I know. How are you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. I actually ended up moving back to Florida from Tennessee a few weeks ago, so a oh. whole transition, a whole change of everything. How's that been? It's been good. Yeah, I needed to come back. For sure. I feel like more free and back in my community, back with my support system. So it's been really good for me. Yeah. That's nice. And like beautiful yeah. weather, right? Yep. There's no cold here. <laughs> that doesn't exist here. So at least not down south. Do you think you'll miss it? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, to be honest. Yeah, I haven't missed it yet. So. The weird thing about leaving home and coming back when you've been gone for a long time, you can actually feel like how different you've become since you've been gone. So when I came back, it was really weird because like for the first couple of days, I was like, man, I'm not, I could tell I wasn't the same person that I was when I left. And it took me like a few days to kind of readjust, readapt and feel like, okay, I'm back in the, what used to be my normal, I'm back. But I still, you can still feel that change because it's been such a, a distance between me and my home so that's a cool thing about like leaving and coming back yeah yeah no i i i, I agree because you're almost looking at it um i don't want to say an older version of you but a more wise you know exactly. you're looking at it through a different through a different lens so that's pretty cool yeah. exactly welcome to another episode of shit that goes on in our heads today we have an amazing guest her name is diane diane welcome to shit that goes on in our heads how are you today? Thank you for having me. I'm super excited. I'm feeling great. That's awesome. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I am 32. I am a Floridian just because I've lived here most of my life, although I was born in New York and I lived in a couple of other states. Um, I'm a Virgo. If anybody's into Zodiac signs, <laughs> I'm a Virgo. Um, so shout out to all my Virgos out there. Um, I have my own podcast as well, um, which it talks about healing and and diving deeper into yourself to to grow and become better um i'm a creative too i one of my passions is music and even though i have a full-time job on this side i've been like practicing music in all different aspects of writing and, pro and production so in the future i hope to be an artist of some sort um yeah that's pretty much that's pretty much me nice in a in a, in a small thing <clears throat> tell our listeners what your podcast is called it's called It's Not About Me uh, because the whole point is that I don't want to just talk about my own experiences, but I want to um, also have other people come on my show, which I have a few guests coming on talking about their experiences. And also just the point of me sharing is not just for myself, but in the hopes that what I share will help other people who have maybe have gone through the same thing as me. Yeah. Are you open to talking about your journey in healing? with our listeners absolutely i'm still healing but i'm yes. definitely i'm on my way yeah <laughs> all right yeah i mean i can relate to that right like i think everybody has a story everybody has 
something that they're, you know, trying to overcome or find closure on or, or just whatever. Um, but I don't think it ever ends. I yeah. think you're always learning and healing from one thing or another, right? Yeah, I agree. Especially because as you get older, you get broken differently than when you're younger. You're It's like a constant, it's a constant hurt that you go through. And especially it's new things too, because the things that hurt you when you're younger, you kind of overcome them when you're an adult and you gain perspective. But then as an adult, you face new challenges. As you get older, you face new challenges. So it's a constant process of like being broken and being shaped at the same time, for sure. Man. I I can so relate to that. Mm-hmm. So like over the weekend, I slipped and fell out her back door. And and literally did, broken uh, in different literally, ways. Literally, literally like slipped and fell, landed uh, straight on my back, did the whole yurdle the turtle for like 10 minutes before <laughs> I can write myself. Yeah. But you know, same kind of healing, right? Like what if I had done that 20 years ago, I probably would have like jumped right back up. It it mm-hmm. literally took it took the wind out of me. It took me 10 minutes to write myself. And then I was mad at myself, right? Like I should have like looked for the leaves. I should have done that. So you know, those constant reminders of like I'm not getting younger, I'm getting older. And as I get older, I get a little slower, right? In my whole thought process. So I get mad at myself for that. And I'm trying to trying to be better and like not beat myself up because you know it happens. I'm I'm just thankful nobody saw me do it because um, <laughs> my my whole like I was just embarrassed and I was like <laughs> really like I was fine that day. The next day I felt like I got hit by a car. Yeah. And and there's some days like emotionally I feel that way too. Like I'm fine one day and the next day I, I feel like I'm in a dryer and just spinning around and around and around. For sure. Yeah. I feel like I always think that there's like a, a direct connection between like our external and our internal lives. And like, that's such a good example, how your body literally gets older, just like our internal also gets older and we do get more fragile, I think in a lot of ways internally too, when we get older. So there's always like a parallel there between like our physical bodies and, and our lives, but Yeah. Yeah, this is real good. Like I, I, this is like I'm like okay, yeah. Like I'm already We're learning about to so start much. Snapping. I know. I'm like <laughs> shit, man. That's deep, but it's yeah. true. It's true. Just wait till you turn sixty. Hey, I'm, oh, just, I'm yeah. just telling. I thought when I turned thirty, everything started to to fall apart. So don't tell mm-hmm. me sixty, it happens again. Is it like every thirty years? Like I don't know. <laughs> looking looking back on the path that you've taken so far. Has there ever been a time that you've been broken that you never, that you thought, oh, this is it. I'm not coming back from this. Or was it natural? Like, is it a natural instinct in yourself to heal and to find a way through it? Um, I definitely have never had the perspective of like staying broken or like staying at rock bottom in terms of like pain. I always... I am definitely like a resilient person and that comes a lot to do with just the way that I grew up in my environment. You kind of, when you grow up in, in kind of like a hard environment, I mean, it depends on your personality because some people do, don't do well with that and they kind of have a defeatist mindset, but just me and my own personality, I definitely look at it as opposite. I'm the type of person that I like to 
overcome and I like to learn and I like to just like move forward. I don't like to live in the past or anything. I like to challenge myself and I like to grow and I like to face those challenges head on and face my fears head on as, as hard as it can be. It definitely makes you better and more mature and, and, you know, you appreciate things in life and you see things through different perspective when you start to kind of like face those things and, and look at things from different points of view. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I definitely will never, I don't think I'll ever be the type of person to say, this is it. Like, never I, I don't think I'll ever face a situation where I'll just like give up I think like instinctively we all are like survivors and we literally have an instinct to survive when we're faced with a threat so I think that I'll always have that kind of fight or flight and for the most part I'm always like fight instead of flight I'll, at least I try to be do you do you think that it was something you learned or you saw when you were younger I think it's I think it's a little bit of both because I watched my mom, I live in a single parent household with a single mom and, and an older sister. And I watched my mom pretty much my whole life, just like move forward. Like whenever she struggled with something, she didn't let it bring her down. She just found solutions and she just moved forward and she provided and she took care of us no matter what it took. So I definitely think that I learned that from my mom, just that hardworking fighter mentality. Um but definitely, I think it's also a part of just who I am, just yeah. wanting to be someone who is an overcomer and not someone who is like who uses things as an excuse to kind of like, you know, live in a, a state of mind where you're like negative and pessimistic. I'm the opposite. I'll take a hard situation and I'll try to learn from it and I'll just move forward. That's just naturally what what feels right to me. Yeah. When you notice that you might be starting to feel a little negative or a little down about something, is there like self-talk you use or is there something that you help that helps you kind of snap into the fight mode? Yeah, I mean, um, besides prayer, because I, I go to church and I'm a Christian, so I pray, but I also rely on not that much. I want to be better at this, but if if I'm going through something really, really bad, I'll usually like reach out to like a really close friend of mine and I'll vent. Mm-hmm. Um I'm not great at that, though. I'm not the type of person to really rely on other people. I've been trying to work on it because I know that it's a necessary thing. But really, it's just like a good meltdown really helps me. Like sometimes I just need to get that emotion out. Yes, I need to cry it out, cry it out, cry it out. And I always feel so much better once I just get it out of my system. Um, But I definitely, definitely just have that mindset like, just move forward. You know, mindset of move forward, move forward, move forward. I I am trying now that I've gotten older and I've learned and 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 matured more. I actively tell myself it's okay that you're feeling this way because that's something that I didn't do before. Like I would repress a lot when I was younger, and that is obviously the opposite of what you want to do. So these days when I'm really going through it, which I have, I just tell myself, you know what, you're gonna feel exactly what you're feeling. You're gonna cry if you want to cry. You're not gonna convince yourself that you're feeling anything other than what you're feeling and like just allowing yourself to sit with your pain and to just like Mm -hmm. be free to feel exactly how you feel without trying to like make everything better and be Mrs. Optimistic, which I feel like a lot of people, you know, feel like they need to do. That has also been really helpful because then 
that is has a lot to do with the real healing process. It's like really feeling it. You have to yeah. feel it in order to get through it. You can't just be like, oh, no, it's okay. Like it, it doesn't really affect me. That's not really there. Then it's just going to come up again and come up again and come up again. And then you'll never actually get it out. Yeah. And it just transforms. I, exactly. I can, I can totally relate to that. So like in December when all this shit went down, you know, when I was finally able to find my footing and find my, my voice, right? I did sit with it. Like I had told during Skittles, I cried more in three days than I probably did in seven years, right? And I, I finally just came to terms with everything and I quit trying to be strong. And, you know, thank God for my wife and therapy and, and my friends. Like they all held me up and I couldn't hold myself back. I, it, it, it's probably was the darkest time of my life. And, you know, I, I look back on it now and I, I'm almost thankful that it happened, right? Because on the outside, I'm a very happy-go-lucky person. And then on the inside, I was, was just dying. I, like I had so much pain and grief and heartache and crap that happened in a really short amount of time. It happened in like three months. And I'm really thankful that it happened because I, I needed for all that to happen to be where I am today yeah, and, and be in a much better headspace. Yeah. And I think allowing yourself that space to go through it and to feel it and to acknowledge it lets you move past it or through oh. it, I should say. Yeah. For me, um, one of the things that I learned in therapy, because I think I can relate to what you were saying earlier, you know, I I think for the most part I learned to, well, it was a learned behavior to sort of just pretend like everything was fine. And, you know, what you're feeling is you're probably overreacting or I would minimize those emotions or just completely pretend like they weren't there. Like I can I can get past this if I just pretend like it didn't happen. Um, and in therapy, one of the things that really helped me and actually still helps me today recognize that what I'm feeling is valid is if I do get upset or really sad about something, I have to ask myself, is this something somebody else could feel in this situation? And it's and it's, it's usually always yes, right? Like, I've never been like, no, nobody. <laughs> like, I'm like, yeah, this is a feeling someone else is allowed to have in this situation. Like, if I was looking at it from an outsider's perspective I would understand that they felt that way and so it's allowed me to recognize my own emotions and that they're normal well quote-unquote normal they're valid that you can feel those things and that's usually like the doorway to healing so for me yeah anyways. I relate yeah. to that too really hardcore like before I moved back home a few weeks ago like I was conflicted about whether I should stay and whether I should go. And I felt kind of guilty about leaving because I felt like I should have stayed or like I felt like I was expected to stay because it's a different place and it's a different opportunity. And I felt like kind of like this guilt about wanting to come back home. And I even though I was feeling really bad, like I literally I felt like I was on the edge of just like falling into a depression being there. It still didn't feel like I was allowed to chase something that I wanted. And then I was thinking, I was like, well, the one of my friends told me that they were feeling this way. I would tell them, yeah, go home. Like, what are you talking about? You're, <laughs> you're feeling terrible. Go home. That's what you clearly need to do. And for some reason, I I, I wasn't allowing myself to, to do that for myself. 
like to have that enough of self-love to say, yeah, you need this, go home. So I think it is super helpful to think like, okay, if somebody else, like you said, was feeling this way, like it's okay. It's a normal feeling. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy what that can do for you in that moment, especially if yeah. you're used to ignoring it or pretending like, oh, mm-hmm. it's not a big Yeah, thing. just pre- pretending that everything's okay and trying to move on. But in the meantime, like you're getting more and more and more depressed. Mm-hmm. And like trying to keep that front up gets harder and harder and harder to do until you just you couldn't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm I'm guilty of that. Uh, I will tell you that that will never happen again though, because I now have the tools that I need to figure out how to get past that. Yeah. Yeah, that reminds me of something else that I learned in therapy, like <clears throat> related to to I guess coming to terms or finding closure on like trauma childhood trauma once I got to a place where I could breathe and I was okay and I I moved past it finally right like it's no longer my my burden to carry like I don't I don't have to do that um I remember and I don't know if either of you have felt this but like I remember being anxious wondering when is that day gonna come where I'm gonna feel all of those feelings again and then realizing that the the other shoe never has to drop, right? Like if you've truly moved past something, it never comes back. You know, you've moved on, like it's done. And that has been like my favorite part of my personal journey through therapy is like knowing, oh, finally, that shit's done. It ain't got to come back anymore. I don't have to fucking carry this weight. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> yeah. That was a freeing, freeing moment. What is one of the biggest lessons you've learned in your in your life? One of the biggest lessons I've learned, and I talk about this too on one of my episodes, is that we are emotional beings. I feel like emotions are something that people, negative or not even negative. First of all, there is no such thing as a negative emotion. It's just an emotion. So I feel like that's already just a bad perspective that we have. But I think sometimes we're scared to feel anything other than happy, especially when we're with other people. It's like we're scared to feel sad or angry or upset about X, Y, Z thing. And the reality is that those emotions are guides for us. And when we feel something that's uncomfortable, whether it be sadness or anger, um, it's important to follow that emotion to the root and figure out what's actually causing it. Because a lot of times, Um, I feel like because we repress so much, there's a lot of little things. It gets to a point where there's a lot of little things that set us off. Mm -hmm. And it's because we've repressed so much. So now we're at the point that we're like, like right at the water. Mm -hmm. And when immediately when you already start feeling like these emotions, it's important to say, okay, what actually, where is this emotion coming from? You know, why am I feeling this way? What is it that caused me to feel this way? And that gives you a lot of information about who you are as a person and why, like, what is it that triggers you and why? So like one of the things that I talk about when I'm, when I started kind of trying to dive deeper into my emotions and what's causing them, it's like, okay, I tend to get upset when, when I feel like somebody is telling me that, they don't love me as much as I love them. So if somebody does something where I feel like they're not meeting me halfway, like if I'm giving a lot and I feel like they're not reciprocating or they're not giving as much to me, 
I get upset because I'm thinking, okay, they obviously don't love me as much as, as I love them, right? That's actually the root of that emotion. And that's a part of who I am. I need to feel like other people love me as much as I love them. So it's like, when you start really analyzing those emotions and going deeper, you get information about you. And that information is important for you to know. And it's important for other people to know, right? So you could be like, hey, I feel this way because of this. And then that way people know you more and understand you more and they try to work with you and adjust. And, you know, it's it's important to know that we are emotional and that our emotions are a part of who we are and that we feel them for a reason. They're, they're, it's like when you touch a hot stove and you feel pain, it's kind of the same thing. Like the pain is there to show you something's wrong. Same thing with emotions. Something's, something's good or something's bad. Something's going on, but you're feeling something for a reason. That for me was a big lesson. Me taking notes of all the things you're teaching me right now. <laughs> I'm like, ooh, our emotions are guides. <laughs> they are. You know, they it, really are. It's kind of like having your spidey sense, right? It's mm. like yes. a, a gut reaction. Yes. Like, um. So, like, one of the things I talked about, talked about in a, uh, another episode is, like, after I went through all this shit, I, I, um, I'm a true empath, so I soak up everybody else's pain. But I, I learned this tool. It's called the drama box. So it, drama doesn't get to come to the box anymore unless I let it in. And it's been a very helpful tool. I, I just the, the sheer amount of like better sleep that I'm getting, <laughs> and and the fact that I can I can still care, but I'm not going to take the pain because that's something that they need to deal with and. Um, they need to figure out their emotions and get themselves in check. But I, I can still be empathetic, but I'm not gonna like suck up all that energy because that that it's bad for me. Yeah, man, <clears throat> and I can attest because I feel like you and I have had conversations, and you're like, man, I let something come into that drama box, and, and I lost <laughs> sleep last time. Never doing that again. And like you do actively <laughs> use it, so. Yeah, that's a good analogy. Too. Yeah, <laughs> I was just gonna say it's all about boundaries. Man. It is it's all about healthy boundaries. Ba- healthy boundaries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, I have a couple of silly little questions that I've started to ask. That I don't know. <laughs> I like go them. for it. <laughs> if you could go back in time to an earlier version of yourself and give yourself advice. What would you say and how old would you be? I would go back to when I was five. Because I remember when I was five, when you're at that age, you start envisioning your future, at least for me. I don't know if that's how it is for everyone else. But I remember when I was that little, I would start, I would imagine my future and be like, okay, in the future, I'm going to be married. I'm going to have kids. I'm going to have a career. I'm going to have all these things. And I would go back to that little girl and say, girl, um, don't try to plan your future, um, period, honestly. And don't expect that things are going to go the way that it goes for someone else or in a specific order or anything. Just live your life and don't worry so much about the future. Because that that is something that I still do. I like I'm the type of person that I live in the future and I'm trying really hard to focus on living in the present, but it's really difficult for me to stay in the moment. So hopefully, if I would have maybe been able to tell myself that when I was a girl, maybe I wouldn't struggle with it so much, but definitely live in the moment and don't worry so much about the future. Yeah. One thing that um, I don't know that it would like, I'm not offering this as, as advice, but 
one thing that my therapist had me do that I actually it's still like I, I'm still annoyed about it <laughs> but for me <clears throat> because I'm I tend to think like you like I'm trying mm-hmm. to plan everything out and I'm already like 10 steps ahead of where I am right now right and so she one day as an exercise told me you know what I want you to do is I want you to take 30 minutes at the end of your day beginning whenever 30 minutes in your day and I want you to sit down because I like to create too I like art and all that stuff am I good at it and no but I like it. So <laughs> she's like, good. take 30 minutes, sit with your canvas, your paints, and just paint. But don't prep what you're going to paint. Don't go online and get a picture. Don't think about anything. Like, you can put music on, but just sit there and just do whatever comes to mind. And I froze. I sat there with my music, had a glass of wine, like, set it up as good as it could be, candle burning. I'm like, I'm going to get into this moment. And I froze because... I was like, I don't know what I'm going to paint. Like, should I go on Pinterest? Should I go on, like, watch a YouTube Bob Ross and try to copy and Mm -hmm. and do whatever other people were doing? But I knew I wasn't supposed to. Mm -hmm. And it took me, like, 10 minutes to sort of just settle with the idea of it doesn't have to be perfect. I don't have to prepare for it. I don't have to have a game plan. Just be in that moment. And I painted. I wish I had it down here. I ended up painting a portrait of my dog. And it is the grossest thing ever. But I laughed (laughs) through the whole thing. Like, I was laughing so hard that I was crying and wheezing. Like, I was like, this is so horrible. But it was so freeing. Yeah. And I loved it. At the end of it, I was like, oh, that was fun. (laughs) But in the moment, I'm like, I fucking hate that I can't, like, (laughs) go prep this out and, like, draw it first and then paint. Like, no. It was, like, just be in that moment and do whatever you feel you should do and yeah it was really cool i'll try that for sure i might freeze too but yeah give it a shot (laughs) because i was like somebody's gonna see this and what are they gonna think and like right do i just throw it away after like we still have it upstairs because everybody laughed nice oh i love yeah i'm gonna see it next week i'm gonna critique it you will part two just remind me yeah (laughs) that'll be in the real is like this horrible painting (laughs) of a dog (laughs) love that (laughs) um okay would you change anything about your journey I would not change anything about my journey because I have learned a lot and honestly I've grown so much in a way that I don't know that I would have if I would have had like a different life and I still have a lot to learn and a lot to more ways to grow but I like who I am and who I am today. And that is because of everything that I've experienced in my whole journey. It's weird because like sometimes I imagine in my dramatic mind um, of what it would be like if I like ended up in a coma and I lost my memory. And every time I think about that, I'm like, I would hate for that to happen for me to have to start all over. Like I know so much now and I've grown so much. Like it scares me to think of not being here not like not being who I am and having to start all the process all over again so I definitely wouldn't change anything good answer good answer um I I, I just really like your perspective on like dealing with um your emotions like yeah. the here and now right <clears throat> not putting them on the back burner like just sitting with it and figuring it out and you know what? It's okay to cry. Let me tell you, that is the most cathartic thing ever. I don't care if you're a woman, a man, a child. It's the most cathartic thing 
that I've ever felt. And um, I also like, you know, just your whole perspective on like, you know, looking out into the future. Like I can't do that. I live for, yeah, I I live for today. It's That's really amazing. hard for me to see, to see the future, right? Um, I've gone through a couple of experiences in my life, and I think that that's really set me for where I am now. So I live for that moment. <clears throat> and, that's awesome. And also, just I remember listening to to Liz and her yeah her message to us was, you know, live for today because like you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. So I make every day count now, mm-hmm. uh, and so that that for me is is huge, but. I, I love your story and I love that, you know, you're out there and you're trying this and you move back home. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with moving back home. Not a not a damn thing. If this was a time capsule, right? And let's say in like 10 years you'll come back and hear this episode. What is your current stance and philosophy that you would say to yourself? Um, I would say that there is a lot of power and acceptance and accepting who you are as an individual um that you shouldn't be afraid of stepping into the light because that's also a fear that I have and that you should remember that you that your story matters and continue to tell that story I love that I I love love that yep everybody's story matters you know it does and that's something that i'm learning too like it it's it is crazy because when you think about your own self you sometimes don't even realize how much you have to offer but when you think about the other people in your life you're like oh my gosh like that person has affected me so much in such a positive Mm -hmm. way they've influenced me so positively like you see the amazingness in other people and like the potential in other people and sometimes when you think about yourself you're like nah like (laughs) i'm just a regular old folk you know like i got nobody's gonna like learn anything from me but it is crazy how many how many similarities there are between people and how many connections exist and how many experiences are the same and and honestly, sometimes people are further than you and like I can be further than other people. And I do have things that I've learned that maybe other people haven't learned yet. So it is important to not like not look at yourself that lowly and just like yeah. understand your experience does matter and it, it can help other people. That's that's like the one thing that I've learned talking to everybody that we've gotten a chance to speak with and hear everybody's story that even though, you know, their story is not mine, I can relate to either how they felt in that moment because of something that I've experienced myself. And and oftentimes what I find happening now is that somebody is able to give words to something I felt but didn't know how to express it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, like, like that's hit me a couple of times this season where I'm like, man, that's good. Like that's that is so good, you know? <laughs> And it's yeah, something so point. simple, but it's like an emotion that I haven't put words to yet. And so like that's been mm-hmm. has been very rewarding. And like you, like, bro, I wrote down two things already that you said, like we're, when we get I older, we're broke. Yeah. <laughs> when we get older, we're broken in different ways. I'm like, oh, so right. <laughs> it, it's so true. Yeah. And so our true. emotions are our guides. 
Yeah, (laughs) they really are. And another thing that I've realized too about emotions is like, it's, it's weird. And I don't know if this is like relatable or not, but sometimes I'm afraid to show emotion because I'm afraid to show how empathetic I am. Mm. I don't want people to see how, how much I care. So sometimes I avoid like having certain conversations. I like when I was younger, I couldn't even look people in the eye. Like if Mm. they were crying, like I would look away because if I see somebody crying, if You'll it's cry. like really deep, like I'll start crying. Yeah. And like, I I wouldn't want anybody to know that I was that, you know, sensitive about other people. So I would literally look away because I had to, otherwise I would start crying. <laughs> and that's still something that I'm trying to get over this, like this fear of people kind of really seeing you like really deeply and like yeah. understanding who you are in a deep way. For some reason, I struggle with people knowing how, how, deeply empathetic I am and that which is why I hide my emotions sometimes so that's another thing about emotions like sometimes you hide them because they are so true to to who you are and you're like being exposed so profoundly that you're like no I don't want anybody to see me no I can't cry in front of anybody because then they're gonna see me and it's like we have to get to a place of comfort where where it's okay like if people see us you know because that opens up a lot of doors for connection between between people so that was what I was gonna ask you if you thought it was if it related at all to being vulnerable because that's how I yeah I'll relate um stuff like that like I'm like oh my god I don't want anybody to see how vulnerable I am and it's usually because I'm Mm -hmm. I'm not like I like to even think ahead of like how will I handle myself in that situation so when something actually catches me off guard I'm like not prepared yeah (laughs) (laughs) what's gonna happen to your show (laughs) yeah it's it's funny you say that because like I'm a true Leo like 100 percent i wear my heart on my sleeve Mm -hmm. i'm an empath and i i can't hide my emotions i i've tried but i (laughs) i i I can't like on the on the exterior when all this was going down i was very skills to the test i came off as like a a really like happy go lucky super duper yeah like nothing affected you yeah Mm -hmm. yeah on the inside, like I wasn't holding those, I was just holding those emotions in. I still had them. I just couldn't, I couldn't find a way to, to display like how freaking sad I was. Mm-hmm. And that, that was really hard. I'm, I'm surprised I don't have an ulcer mm. because I, I really held so much in. But mm-hmm. now that I found my voice, apparently I can't shut up. So, um, <laughs> yeah. No, it's honestly. Yeah. And it it really is liberating when you start the process. You just have to start like when you start building and building and building internally, like it gets harder to say something because at that point it's so deep that you will literally sob if you open your mouth. That's how I've gotten like to the Mm -hmm. point that I'm just sobbing at this point because it it started off as like a couple of water drops and I just like kept it in and kept it in and kept it in and turned into an ocean. And now if I talk about it, I know I'm just going to have a meltdown. So it's, <laughs> it's definitely important to start saying something like just share something before mm-hmm. it gets to the point where you're just like, I don't even know how to handle this anymore okay. because I'm so deep in like, just share the little things. Cause the, if you share the little things, they don't become the bigger things. I mean, you'll still have to deal with them. It's not like they go away if it's like a serious thing, but it really does help to open up. And like the more you practice just like sharing and saying, hey, I'm sad about this, I'm sad about that. Like it does get a little bit easier over time to start sharing and you become more comfortable. It's just like anything in life. It's like, it's a skill, like anything, anything you want to master, 
takes practice. And that's the same thing with like sharing, like being open in front of other people. It takes practice just like anything else. That's something that having my son has taught me is I don't know exactly when it started, but I realized that for him, I wanted him to be able to understand emotions. And if I was hiding or pretending like everything was fine, I I know at a certain age he's understanding like something's not right, right? Like there's something going on. And so I remember he used to for a while when he was younger ask me, Mommy, are you happy or are you sad? And he would ask just, are you this or are you that? And before I'd be like, oh, no, I'm happy because I have you. Or like I would have some sort of response. And then after I'm like, I shouldn't do that. Like I should be honest. I don't have to tell him, you know, the depths of why. But (laughs) so I did. And this was before I started therapy. I would be like, you know what? I'm a little sad today, but it's okay. You can be sad on certain days. And we would have a whole open dialogue. And now, you know, he's six. And that's one thing that I love is that he will talk about his emotions. You know what? I'm just having a really bad day. And I'm like, okay, do you want to talk about it? He's like, yeah, this is what happened. And this is how it made me feel. And I'm like, oh, thank God. Because like, I don't have that <laughs> skill set. So I'm just so happy that like he's learning yeah, it. Yeah, that's amazing. It's really. That, that's good. And I, I think the other thing that helps with emotions too is that um, I like to laugh, right? So I try and find a little bit of levitivity in every situation. It may mm-hmm. not be appropriate. <laughs> not always appropriate. But I true, do try to find some levitivity in it. Because uh, for me, laughter is a healer for me. You know, mm-hmm. it gets my endorphins up and, um, you know, it kind of just, it, it changes the tone of the room too. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. It doesn't always just have to be like the most depressing thing in the world. Like you can, you can laugh about it. It's yeah. funny sometimes. <laughs> I know I've laughed. Yeah. Even if you're laughing about how like fucked up everything is. Like, it's still, <laughs> yeah. It's still laugh. funny. Yeah. <laughs> What do you do, Diana, for self-care and self-love? Self-care? I gener- generally I like to be like a healthy person, so I try to just like eat well, exercise. I like care really like about my physical health. Um self-love. Um it's interesting because I thought that I had a lot of self-love before because I have a lot of self-worth and like I've I don't like suffer from low self-esteem. I'm not like the person that has imposter syndrome. I'm like the opposite person. I'm like, oh no, I'm awesome. Like (laughs) I have a lot to give in terms of like my skill set. I've always been that kind of just like confident person. But then I realized that like when I had this conflict about moving back home or staying and I didn't give myself the ability to choose what I needed, I was like, wait a second, there's a problem there. Like there's there's something missing in that self-love kind of concept because why couldn't I love myself enough to let myself go for what I needed right so self-love is an interesting thing that I'm still kind of navigating through right now but self-love it's just honestly it's it's recognizing your value it's recognizing that you were created uniquely and that literally you are like a rare thing because nobody else is like you and when you understand that you do love yourself because why wouldn't you like love something that's so completely unique that no one else is like, you got to look at yourself with those eyes. Cause then you're like, Oh my God, I'm awesome. Like <laughs> there's no one who's identical to me. I'm one of a kind, like that one of a kind perspective definitely helps with that, like appreciation of the self and loving the self. So definitely that's just my perspective 
not just about myself, but about everybody else. But that's how I continue to to love myself regardless of anything else. I love that. Well, thank you. That's, I mean, this has been phenomenal. Thank you for teaching me new things, putting words to emotions I had that didn't know how to communicate them. So I appreciate you. Thank you. Absolutely. I'm happy to be here. Happy to be here. It's okay to be not okay. Just make sure you're talking to someone. 